You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 37. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, where I help you build a standout, confident, bold brand so that you and your business aren't swimming in the sea of sameness. Now, today I am excited to introduce you to Julia Farrakane from Saint Copy PR, and we're talking about the best way for small businesses to incorporate PR into your marketing strategy. Now, I'm going to be honest, this is definitely not a strength of mine. So when Julia spoke at one of our Connection Exchange breakfast events this year, so many people commented on the great takeaways. So I knew I really wanted to have her on the podcast today. And we're going to be talking about quick and easy ways to get your brand out there in publications and to journalists you really want to connect with, how to think about the stories in your business so that they are newsworthy. And that's one of the areas that I definitely have to get my head around how to prepare and write a pitch that is going to give you a much better chance of getting the response you want. We're going to talk about some tools that make PR easier and how to really start building your PR toolkit so that you have everything that you need when you need it. Now, before we dive in, I did want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my free Your Best Year Yet business review and planner. Now I've mentioned it before, but this is a planner that I go through each year to dive deep into where I'm at in my business, what's worked, what I need to focus on, and really make sure that I'm clear on my big goals for the coming months. So if you want to get your hands on that, then head over to the show notes and you can download it today and get started because, oh my goodness, we are only eight weeks away from Christmas and my 2019 calendar is already chock-a-block, which is crazy. But as I am always saying to my students and my clients, if you want to play bigger and brand bolder, you have to take the time to work on your business and not just in it. So you've got to set that time aside. But without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Julia Farrakane, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you. So Thank good you to have you me. here. Yeah, it's great. So you spoke at our Exchanger Women in Business Breakfast recently. That's right. All about PR for small business, which I kind of feel is a topic a lot of people struggle with. Yes, yes. A lot of people don't know actually what PR is. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. And so I know that the women that were at that breakfast came away with a lot of really great tips. And so I wanted to have you on the podcast because it is a topic that I think, you know, I want my audience to be able to understand. And some of the tips that you provided were just really simple things that obviously for somebody who's not in that industry... We just wouldn't know yeah. to do that. Yeah. So I just thought it would be really good to have you on sure. the podcast. Sure, thank you. Thank you for having me. So for those people who don't know you, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your business and how you got here? Yes, sure. So um, I was—I uh, had just finished an arts degree and um, 
as most people who finish arts degrees, they don't know what they're going to do after. <laughs> and I was working part-time at the body shop at the time and um, the founder of the body shop, Anita Roddick, sent out a newsletter. Um, she was a very compassionate uh, woman and she started a charity for children in uh, Romania and it was called Children on the Edge and she asked, she was asking staff from all over the world from the body shop whether they would like to be interested and if you wanted to be part of kind of the first, um, you know, pioneering of this new organisation, this new charity, you had to kind of send in your pitch of how you would fundraise money and get yourself there. And so I... So this was for staff to go over to yeah, Romania? Yeah, to be part of it. Right, yeah. okay. Um, and to volunteer yeah. uh, in, an, in an orphanage mm. in Romania. And so I think it was just the right time. I was in my 20s and I think my social conscience radar was, you know, high up there. And so I did. And it was, at the time, I didn't realise that what I was doing to raise money was really PR. So I'd organised... Uh, interviews with radio, uh, Channel 31 got on board and I just really, really enjoyed it and I loved the experience of going over. I was able to raise lots of money. I had a battle of the bands and Channel 31 came mm. and interviewed them and me and it was just a really great experience. So that for me was the first time that I thought, oh, I actually really like this. So when and so what were you doing at the body shop before? I was you... just like a retail staff member. Oh. So then they had a position after I did that, they had a position that opened up for PR in their um, head office. And I, I thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. And they ended up paying for me to go back to school and study PR. Amazing. And that's how I started. And yeah. then from there, I moved to uh, Penguin Books, um, which, you know, my love for books, it was just the perfect fit. And then the Australian Ballet. So um, that's... Some big companies, some yeah, big brands. Yeah. And so when they sent you back to school, so you were studying PR? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went back and studied and um, and then, yeah, I moved on eventually um, to Penguin Books. I did a little bit of below-the-line advertising trying to, and thought, no, that's not for me. I'm sticking with PR and, and, and that's where I started. And then at Penguin... I had my first child and uh, I went on maternity leave um, and then after my second I went back to Penguin and I found they, they had merged with Random House and I got made redundant and it was just the perfect timing because I don't think I, I had an inkling to start a business for myself yeah. but I don't think I would have done it. I actually would have done it if I hadn't been made redundant. So as soon as I was made redundant it was like I really need to work, I really want to work yeah. and that propelled me forward and then yeah from there it's just gone from strength to strength. I absolutely love it. Um, a lot of my clients are women in business. Yes, I was um, about to say so obviously your business is called Same Copy, Copy PR. Yep. Why that name? Um, well because when I started um, I, I was taking on jobs from friends and things yeah. like that and somebody made uh, one of my early clients who I still do work for and we get along really well said, oh, you're like my saint. You're like, <laughs> thank God for Julia. Like she's yeah. helped out with this or that. And and so that's how I kind of saint copy kind of PR. Stuck. And I dabbled a little bit with copywriting. So that was okay. in there too. So yeah, that's how the name was created. Very good. And so what made you decide to start to work with women in business? It really happened organically. organically I think yeah. just because of the fact that I was... Uh, managing it all around my kids and so at school drop-off a woman had started a business and someone told her what I do and it just 
kind of in the background I was doing authors yes um but then yeah I was just more and more word of mouth I was getting a lot of women in business and then Instagram has been really great for my business so a lot of women in business on there have got in contact Mm. with me yeah Yeah. because at the moment you don't have a website it's something that you know it's been it's been in the works but you found that you have booked out. It hasn't out. really stopped me. Yeah, I've and always... Instagram's been your biggest yeah. channel. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. So, and I think people like, uh, they get to, I mean, a website, I need a website. I know I need a website. But I think people feel like they get to know me. You get yes. kind of that direct, yeah. yeah, you get to know the person. And Instagram's just, and I think the type of businesses that are my kind of people are, yes. uh, are on there and so it's worked really nicely that's fantastic and I mean I do think that things change as well absolutely so before social or before the rise of insta etc you you had to have a website it was just the way it was absolutely I mean I would still from a google perspective I do to have absolutely but I also think that there is so much opportunity to find clients connect with people through whichever platform you like yeah absolutely and I think um, like we've said, I definitely need to, to make that happen. But um, my experience in PR has really, it's funny because it mirrors your own business in a lot of yes. ways because networking yes. and word of mouth, there's a lot to be said for recognition of, of that yeah, um, sure. and how quickly that can travel. So it's served me well so far. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so what are some of the things that you've found, uh, say women in business or small businesses struggle with yeah. when it comes to PR? I think, like I said at the very beginning, just knowing what PR is and how you can use it. Yeah, sure. So how do you talk about it in a really um, simple way? Yeah. So for me, um, I find a lot of people think that PR is about spin. It's about blasting media releases. Yeah. It's about managing an image and those are part of it. But for me and for the clients that I work with, that really is just a fraction of what PR is about. So for me, my first thing is it's about your story and the chance to tell it. And it's about your customers, you know, real people. And if, and the trick is if you make your story for them, for those people, they will embrace it. And PR is about creating that, telling that story. It's, you know, it's about print media and digital media. It's about conversations over the back fence and online forums. It's about joining conversations and being part of conversations and sometimes making news and being news too. Mm. So, and for small business, it's absolutely such a great cost-effective way to make an impact for your brand. and raise your profile Mm. yeah I think the thing that I've struggled with and I think the thing that some smaller business struggle with is what's the interesting story yes so obviously we're in our business all the time (laughs) we're doing the do absolutely it's like well what's the interesting story here that would be newsworthy yes so um I think a lot of people um when they think about writing a press release or when they're thinking about pitching to a journalist, they're actually coming, I don't think they realize that a lot of times businesses are coming from, they're talking about themselves, but you really need to flip that around. And it's a lot like sales in a lot of ways. So the, but in this situation, it's not the consumer that's the end person, it's the journalist. So if you look at the way that 
um, media is going now, you know, newsrooms are shrinking mm. and journalists are under a lot of pressure to get a lot of content up regularly. So in that respect, even though there's more competition, there's actually a lot of opportunity for small business. So um, the first thing that comes to mind for me when you're pitching to a journalist is to do your research. So it's really, really important to have some knowledge in your area of business of who are the movers and shakers mm. in terms of who, who is writing in your industry. And you should be constantly aware of what are their last couple of articles, what have they written. And you need to ask yourself, is there a theme going on in their articles? Is there an area of interest that this journalist is always covering or posing questions mm. about? And how does my product or service fit into that? So that then you can shape a pitch that's designed directly for that person. Mm. So, And when it comes to publications, yeah. how should you know which ones to go with? Like, I guess, how do you kind of know, I know what I read, but how do I, I guess, know that this particular, you know, publication is right to get my story out to the people who I want it to yes. be going out to? So you should already know who your target audience mm, is. Yeah. We all know that. But if you're unsure whether a magazine or, um, for example, a magazine is right, you can always Google mm. and it'll give you, or you can ask for a lot of the times, especially if it's a new magazine, I ask for their media package mm. and it'll give you their demographics um, and, and it goes into a lot of detail mm. as well which is really beneficial for you and then you can work out whether they're right mm. on the basis of that um, and that's what I for do. example obviously so as small businesses who might be b2b yeah um, as well as b2c but mainly b2b collective hub was obviously a yes. great magazine because its target audience was entrepreneurs yes um, but there's so many websites and there's so many you know online publications that yeah sometimes it can be hard to I guess see the wood from the trees as yeah. to well yeah which ones are the ones to I, really target I would if I was a small business and yeah. I'd never even ventured into yes. this area before I would start with a local paper yes because it's really good training ground and it's also really good for SEOs a lot of the local papers are linked to mm. the bigger corporations so when you search it the the, the analytics is you you come up in searches mm. so it's a good way from that perspective and also it's a good way to get to know the local a lot of these you got to remember to a lot of these local journalists they don't want to be local journalists forever <laughs> yeah um and so starting relationships with them does they move right yeah. so it's it's a good opportunity and it's just good fertile ground for you it's a safe place to so you're mm. learning on a smaller scale and you they'll come out a lot of them will come out and do photos which a lot of the bigger places they don't always have the time or the mm. budget for um and so i would start there mm. but also um i would have like i said before if you know the journalists that are covering an area that your business kind of relates to i would just clock five or three journalists that you think okay this person is constantly writing on my area or I know that my business will benefit, he mm. would benefit or he or she would benefit from what I have to say. Um, so I would start relationships early. So for me, 
I try and treat media. I don't ask for, I don't pitch um, just when I need a story to go up. I try and start relationships early and help them out any way that I can. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't force that. It's got to be something that I really think is valuable to them so that by the time I do pitch to them that it's warm. You've already got a relationship. And we've got a, a yeah. nice banter going on. And I think that's relationships are just so important in PR. And that doesn't mean that just because you're friends that they're going to do a story mm. for you. It just means that they're more likely to read an email from you. Yeah. Um, because journalists have not they receive so many emails and so even if your subject line is not very catchy they'll just breeze past okay um if yeah so you you have to if you're a warm lead then they're more likely to open it from yeah. you um okay. so that's really important and i think it goes a long way and it's it's an obvious thing mm. right but you have to te you have to treat it like it's a relationship so yeah. you're not coming to them just when you need you them yeah. yeah um so that's a really important aspect yeah. um yeah. and so when it comes to pr strategy yeah what are some things that small businesses need to be thinking about when it comes to yeah. creating a pr strategy yeah so you want to be building trust and credibility yeah so when it comes to pr strategy i always ask my clients what their business goals are and then i try and kind of reverse engineer a strategy around that and I think that's the best way of providing value for my clients so I depending on what your goals are will obviously inform your strategy but just as an example I like to use the use of paid earned shared and owned media um, because I feel like that creates a really that each content kind of works together and creates a bit of an ecosystem that dovetails back to the brand. So you want to receive some traditional media, which is your newspaper articles, your digital online, but you also want, you might engage influencers. So if I give you an example, one of my clients, um, as soon as I um, met with them and saw their product, and it was such a good product that I knew I just had to get it into the hands of the right people. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel from a PR point of view that the right aspect at the start was we don't need a news story yet. We just need word of mouth. That's what we need. So we did a massive influencer campaign, which is a great way to kind of increase that word of mouth footprint for that brand. And we just gave it to the kinds of women that we knew. We really researched what influences and we went for people who like attention to detail, like something to look good and feel good mm. um, and are really into the decor of their home. So they want it to be practical, but it's got to look good too. Mm. Um, and we had enormous success from that. And their, their Instagram followers just skyrocketed. And, you know, I was researching forums and their name was coming up in forums when someone said, oh, I need a playmat for mm. my child. So that worked really well. And so now my next strategy, so we've got a lot of, um, uh, that's earned and shared media. So all of that was being shared and stories were going nuts and people were creating beautiful, we were, had user uh, content, content yes. yeah, which was great. So my client could use that content. Yeah, amazing. Um, and we had a lot of celebrity um, 
endorsements. So uh, people like Gian Rooney really mm. came on board, loved the product, had such a connection with the product. So that was all working for itself now. So then I could go back and go, now we can get some media because I've got something to talk about. Okay. I'm not just pitching, oh, this is a beautiful product. I'm pitching, this is a beautiful product. It's growing rapidly. Um, this is their point of difference. This is who loves it. Mm. That's a full story. Okay. Yeah. So can you see how that's different mm. for a journalist? Now I've kind of given them everything they need. Do you need a comment from us from someone who endorses mm. it? Yep, I can provide that. Do you need product images? We've got that ready to go. These are some stats mm. and figures and that's where it all okay, comes I together. I feel like there was a lot of good stuff in there yeah. and I kind of want to step back a okay. little bit. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. So from a journalist's perspective, so you were just saying that you had obviously the fact that it was growing, the fact that certain people loved it, exactly. you had stats for it, yeah. you had quotes maybe. Yeah. And I think this is where when you're thinking about what is the story, yeah, how do I it's create all this, of these, craft it? Yes. Yeah, all yeah. of these elements that yeah. you kind of got to think about. So why is this interesting how does it impact the community or your industry like what other questions could we be asking ourselves that are going sure. to be of interest to journalists yeah. or to so people who are writing this you know if you take just say you're opening like a lot of people launch their product and think that a launch is enough for a journalist to write about it's not they yeah. don't why should they care that you're launching your product so if you are just say you're a gym and you're launching Instead of just saying, hi, I'm the gym down the road and I'm launching on Friday, mm. I would instead say, hi, I'm a personal trainer. It's just say that mm. you own this gym. I Do you have a weight loss journey story? Is mm. this the impetus to why you started your business? Mm. Can we come in and meet some? Do you have clients who are willing to talk? about this and does this is this the first gym in this area what are the case studies yeah Yeah. so these are all things that create a story is it are you launching it on world health day Mm. or so create timeliness and relate it back to um, the end user the Mm. consumer so who would be going to this gym so how have you got a case study that will relate to those people and yeah so that creates a full crafted story. And I was just thinking if you've been following this journalist as well and you're reading their articles, then you can almost like break it down and say, well, what are the different kinds of points that they're sharing Absolutely. in this story and how what's my information about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes I even write to a journal and say a journalist and say, I noticed you did a story on X, Y, and Z and it got shared a lot. I've got a, I've mm. below is a pitch that I think contains the same elements and has the potential to be shared in the same way because of these reasons, short paragraph, bang, there okay. you go. Yeah. So that's another way you can, and I think um, I've I said this at the breakfast that PR kind of and dating kind of go back, <laughs> go together for me. Yeah. So, and stay with me. Um, <laughs> So I feel like um, obviously the similarity is because it needs to be the right fit and that's Mm. really important for people. Just because somebody is a journalist at an outlet does not mean the story and the journalist will fit. So it has to be the right fit. But where the difference is, is that, you know, in dating, there's all these subtle codes, things you need to decode and 
Are they, do I, have I come on too strong? Have I come on, you know, there's all of this stuff that you need to try and decode and it's very confusing. But the great thing about PR is that a journalist, as nice as they are, they're under no obligation to spare your feelings. Do you want me to say that again? Yeah, yeah okay. So, um, so where, the dif- where there is a difference is that while journalists are lovely people, they're under no obligation to spare your feelings. So if they think it's not the right fit, they will tell you. Yeah. So there's no coming on too strong because if your pitch, if you know, like so all those elements I said before, that the type, you've got timeliness involved in your pitch, that it relates to the journalist beat, you have someone available for comment or you've got a quote, you've got a well-rounded story. If it's carefully crafted and pitched and you know that you've done your research, there's no reason why this journalist will say no. Yeah. So chances are, if you haven't heard back, they've not actually read your email. Okay. So try again. And what I always do, a really nice way in, because it always feels a bit like, it feels a bit awkward, you know, hey, have you read your email? It doesn't, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> yeah. So I always sort of say, hey, I'm just following up from my email. I don't know if you've seen it. Give them a bit, bit of a rundown and I add another element to the pitch. So I always try and keep something up my sleeve so that I can go back a second time because I know what just more information or yeah or I try and keep an element so I might not say just say I've got uh, a government official or I've got Gian Rooney available for comment or I've got a great quote from her I won't say that in my first pitch Mm. I'll wait because I know that inevitably they're not going to read the first email Mm. because they're so busy so this is a great way for me to go back and say hey have you read it oh and also I've also got this available as Mm. well for you or we've got you know at the moment, I'm working on a, with an organisation that are building a really great installation. We've got a great visual for you. Mm. We can get 20 kids in front of the school. So I've already got that re- set up, okay. ready to go, so that I know I'm just making their job easy. Okay. And that's so if you think about PR as a relationship first ideology, mm. you shouldn't have a problem pitching. Okay. All right. So. Cool. Um, and so when it comes to the pitch, I think that's yeah. one of the things that people struggle with as well. Yes, they so do. So what are some tips? What are some elements? So first of all, as we've discussed, make sure that you're targeting the beat, which is just a journalistic term for a journalist area of interest or what they write about. So and that could be broad entertainment or it can be narrow you know parenting or something like that so make sure you're targeting the right journalist that's the first thing and the second thing is to craft so don't just send a press release Mm -hmm. that says hi attaches a press release for a launch that i'm having no and don't mass email journalists so instead what i always do is i have a press release which has all of the details they need. I was need. about to say, what's the difference? Yeah, so the difference, a press release is really, you use it if you're having like a media call, so you're asking media to come along to something. Okay. It's got the who, what, where, why and how. Okay. So I've all, I always attach a press release. A lot of people think the press release is dead. There's a lot of conversation in PR circles, but I like to have a press release because in case that journalist needs the website or just those particulars, they can look at the press release and it's got all there. But where I really go for my bang is in the email pitch. Okay. So then I craft, that pitch then becomes directly for that journalist. 
So that is, I'm, so the, the media release is the broad and the pitch in the email is really, I, this is More carefully specific. crafted for you and your outlet. Mm -hmm. So you're giving them the angle that you want them to have, right? So you might be pitching a completely different angle to another organization, which is what you should be doing. You don't want to pitch the same thing everywhere. So you have to make sure you have that. You have to make sure your subject line is short and punchy. So what are the main, what's the main, and also when I think of subject lines, like for instance, um, my client, one of my latest clients who we had a lot of success with her campaign, she was a, a young girl who had started her own cake business. So my pitch basically in the subject line was um, young millennial set to make 1.6 million before her 21st birthday. And you know you've done well with your subject line when the media literally cuts that and pastes it in. That was basically that was the, the title. heading. Yeah. That was the title. So yeah. it just got used and used and used. So that's what caught their attention. Mm. So if you think about your subject line, have a look. Go through the newspaper and look at their subject lines and have a look at what are the elements that they use to craft that. It's a little bit like clickbait when you think yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. but not as corny and you know <laughs> hopefully not yeah right yeah. so that's what you need to have as well okay and your pitch shouldn't be any longer than one or two paragraphs um, keep it short and simple with the main elements and how you can help them what okay. you've got available and why you think this pitch will help is good for their audience and what are the elements that you have to help them get ready to go to write this story and then there's things like newsjacking. So a lot of PR is planning, but then there are moments where it is reactive. So I'm trying to think of an example. Just say, you know, Kim Kardashian, she's always getting coverage everywhere and she's everywhere. So just say she releases a product or, you know, they often talk about how much money she's set to mm. make this year and all sorts of things. So newsjacking is when you take something that's happening in the media, getting coverage everywhere, and you use that to pitch your story. And usually you would use it in, in outlets that actually would never write about Kim Kardashian, if that makes sense. So I might be a small business, I might be an accountant, for an example, for women. Mm. And this, this trend is happening, this Kim Kardashian story. And I might write to Smart, Your Money magazine mm. or Smart Companies and say um, my pitch could be how small business could uh, be on set to make, you know, make a reference to yes. this recent article about Kim Kardashian and five tips to, you know, for small business to ensure that they are reaching their target for, mm. you know, to make their first 20 or 1 million or whatever it yes. is. Um, that, and that, that's a great way to do that as well. And it's also a good SEO strategy because Kim Kardashian yes. comes up everywhere and your article will mm. be amongst that. So things like I that. I see that on Facebook as well, what's trending. Yep. And so if you see like a certain topic trending and then you've done a post on say your business feed that refers to that, then that comes exactly. up in that trending exactly. feed as well, which is the it's same. It's the same idea. Yes. And also things like you know it's christmas now mm. so if i was a small business i would have asked for an editorial calendar for outlets that i think my target audience are reading and i would look at that editorial calendar and that's another way in because instead of just writing high and you want to start a relationship 
a first email could be, I am a small business, I'm inquiring about your editorial calendar so that I might be able to put forward some of our products that relate to the issues or themes that you have coming up. And that shows that you respect the fact that there is a structure in place and it means that you can pitch around, you already, now you've got timelines. So you know they're doing a Christmas special in, you know, the deadlines, mm. the start of November. Well, I need to start pitching that mid-October so that I get in. But it gives you some answers, right? And so this is kind of going back to your very first tip, which yeah. is maybe selecting a number, like three, four, five. Yep key publications you want to focus on and so contacting them and getting their editorial calendar exactly right yeah so but even if you haven't done that right now and it's christmas 2018 uh, i would be like what i do with a lot of my um clients as well is i've, I've always got a spreadsheet and we have a media list so we have a set list of people that we want to target and it changes and people get deleted and added and that sort of thing, but at least I know these are the people that we're targeting and I have kind of my progress and dates and I've contacted them, you know, where we're at in the process because sometimes it can take 10 or 12 emails before you get that story up. Mm. Um, but I also um, have in my files document, like I create story strategies. So I have them ready to go for my clients around Christmas time so that when Christmas time comes and I, like, I've gotten to the point where journalists will, might come to me and say, have you got anything on X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. <laughs> Cut and paste, here you go. So have stuff like that mm. ready to go so that you're not having to start from scratch. So I create a bit of a library for each client of stories that I think will be suitable and I don't pitch them all straight away because I know that things are going to come through around Christmas time, around Mother's Day, mm. and if they relate to my client, then I've got a story that a journalist will need to get up that I've got ready to go f for them. Mm. So uh, that's really important too if you're a small business. And it's not, it's not hard because sometimes an idea will come to you. Put it in the library and format a little pitch. could be two paragraphs. Just keep it there. And strike when you know it's you might you'll see something in the paper and you'll go that relates exactly to that pitch I'm gonna send it yeah do you think it's just a different way of thinking absolutely yeah yeah you have to get into like the same way that you're constantly being told you have to understand your customer mm. you have to understand the journalist yeah. and what their problems or what they you have to solve their problems for them, basically. Mm. So any small business who doesn't have professional images of themselves mm. or um, of their product really needs to do that as mm. well. Um, sometimes I get people coming to me who think they're ready for PR and they're not. They don't have... I need tools as yes. a PR person. So if they don't have those tools, it's very hard to get something up yeah. in, the, in the press. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what's maybe a quick way for small businesses to get started with some tools that are already in the yeah. market? So if you're a small business and you're starting out and you have no idea where to start, I think SourceBottle is great, sourcebottle.com.au. Um, they will, you can subscribe and it's free and they will send you, basically it's for journalists and businesses. So journalists might be writing a story, say the Daily Telly journalist is writing a story on um, traveling to Bali um, and 
you can click on the link. They'll say so they'll tell you what they're looking for. You click on the link and it gives you an option to write your pitch and send it off. Mm. So at least you don't have to trawl for contacts mm. as well. Um, but then it gives you, you know, who's looking for what. And it's actually a really good way to see, you can see what kind of stories um, in, in the subjects, it'll tell you what they need. And that gives you some really good clues next time when you might go to pitch of what are the elements. Then they're always sort of the same. Mm. It doesn't matter what the story is. Yeah. So that's a really quick way because it'll give you a list um, of what And I they love need. that it comes to you as well. So I mean, exactly. my, I get an email pretty much every day. Yep with whatever they, yes. are, they are looking for and after the breakfast because um, I that. had signed up to them I think quite a while ago okay, right. and then had really used it and yep. I thought I really need to look at that and then I ended up writing for Savvy SME uh, right. and went through the process etc but yep. now that I've written once for them I've now got an account where I can so I've written a couple of times for them yep. now specifically on branding oh that's but, great yeah so it's just kind of yep. um, I think looking at what you can talk about because they were looking for somebody who was a branding expert they were looking for key marketing tips that maybe businesses aren't using so i talked about video marketing all of that sort of thing uh which yeah which is great and i feel like it's an easier way it is than doing a pitch to a journalist if it's not something that you're used to doing Yeah, it's a great warming up period for you but it also means that um if time i mean i know small business and a lot of your a lot of people are, have families and they're juggling all of this and so PR is like another thing you have to do yeah. it's a really quick way rather than having to research um, you know and you don't have a meet you know I've got a media database available to me and a lot of small businesses don't so it's a great way to make that a quick and easy way to do it for yeah, sure, for sure. Um, and I've got clients that have had success I mean I use it too sometimes because for me it's just it's, it's a reactive thing that I use over and above everything else I'm using because if I've got something ready to go it's a no-brainer you just chuck it in there and yeah. done and I've had a few things come up with that as well and also um, it's it's a good because a lot of the time there's journalists that you actually have never met or mm. spoken to so it's for me I use it for contacts as well to get a new contact yeah oh. what are some other things that um, like quick tools um, so I use I mean PR PR measurement has been a bit of a bugaboo of the PR industry mostly because um, so much of PR is Uh, intangible and offers long-term results so it can be sometimes hard to measure Mm. but with um, and it's also a branding exercise isn't it it? it's about getting more it's long term exactly and raising awareness of your brand in the market that's right that's right and so sometimes that's really hard to measure but with google analytics which i use a lot so um if i have a, a a story go up I do check the google analytics and the backlinks and it gives me a bit of information about how successful that story was and and that sort of helps with my pitching as well because if I've got if I've had a really lot of this we've had a lot of clicks to the website from that story then I know that that outlet I need to pick more outlets like that or this theme is something I need to delve into deeper for my client because it's hitting a spot for some reason Um, and I also look at engagement and the thing I like about engagement is that it tells you what people are paying attention to 
um, rather than just what, because because they're acting on it, they're actually engaging with the client on something. So I find that's really interesting as well. Um, and even the other day, it's quite random. I was watching TV and it was one of the morning shows, and they had a story on <laughs> it's called Zozo. Yeah, and it is basically they send you like a suit that you a lycra suit that you put on, and it's got all of these little white dot points on it. <laughs> and then it's a company that um, does custom measure and made clothing right but it was like a five minute or not even it's probably like a 30 second or a yes, 60 yes. second spot on you know one of the one of the media outlets and yeah, I was like yeah. oh my gosh that's amazing and I went off and I looked at them yes, and yeah. I ordered the suit and all of that sort of stuff so even just to mention but if it's something that really catches somebody's attention that's right then I guess that's how it would have been interesting to yeah, see how, if they had a spike at that point in time when those stories that's were right. running too. That's right. So, yeah. So, um, so then, yeah. So as a as a PR person, if they did, then you know that that outlet is right on the money with your client. So it's important to have that information rather than just kind of putting it out there and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, so I mean, well, I talk about that with content strategy yeah. generally anyway, yeah. is that like, you know, you could just be putting stuff out there all the time, but exactly. what's working, what's not working, what's That's resonating, right. what's driving traffic, what's, That's exactly yeah. right, yeah. Um, and also like, uh, I think a lot of people think of, it's hard for small businesses to get their head around PR because it feels like it's only something that big companies mm, engage yes. in. And it really, it, honestly, I had a client who, very small business, photography business, she just set up her home studio um, and um, she was wanting to get people in for family portraits. So instead of just targeting families, she we knew, we just did the quick, you know, stats. Mothers were her main purchases, so we decided, okay, I wanted to, for, I formatted a pitch. I just went to the straight to the local paper because she didn't want, she wanted people traveling to her. So we only wanted, you know, 15, 20K radius. So we went to the local paper and instead of just saying, Gina is a person who started her, you know, home studio, she's got, and or putting an ad in, what we did was we said, okay, for Mother's Day, we are giving women, what's a, what's a pain point for women? We wanted to target women in business because for some reason that seemed to be the people that came to her to pay for this kind of service. So we um, said we're doing 50 free headshots for mm -hmm. women in business in time for Mother's Day. And we kind of wrapped it around, you know, women don't generally do things for themselves. And this is a really great opportunity for you to get that done for you and your business. And if you sign up to a family portrait of the, on the day, you get a discount. Um, and we also had kind of a bit of a goodwill that um, you can make a donation to a certain charity. Yeah. And and we got inundated. Like it was it was fantastic for Gina. She had a lot of people book into her family portrait sessions, and that was one newspaper article. But it was really targeted to her audience, and it was perfect for the outlet because now they've got a Mother's Day story so that's timeliness they, they have to do a Mother's Day story yeah. and it had a resolution it had where to go we had a website that we set up that people could book in yeah um, and it was just a nice full rounded story he was able to come in and get a photo of Gina actually doing it with a client 
So it worked really, really well. So PR can work for small business as well as big uh, companies. Yeah, because I was just going to ask, is there an opportunity for a call to action in a PR? Absolutely. You should always have a call to action. Because yeah. um, normally we kind of see it as more of a story. Like yeah. it's just a story. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that yeah, call to action is interesting. Especially for that, like it really kind of moved women to actually do what we mm. wanted them to do. Um, and so uh, even when you're doing a launch or something like that, there always needs to be a, a bit of a call to action for the community. Um, so what are you really asking? What are you wanting people to do? The journalist wants to know that as well. I was just about to say, do they ask you, like, uh, what is it that you want them to do? Yeah, yeah like, okay, why? Great. Why? Yeah. Why? So you have to ask. If you can't answer those things, and also if you can't tell the journalists in 40 words or less what the story is about, you need to go back and start again. Okay. Because you've only got, if you do get them on the phone, you've only got 20, 30 seconds to tell them what it is you're pitching. Yeah. So make sure that you know it in a couple of sentences. I feel like that's just business in general these yeah, days. Like there's right. so much information and people don't have time. And that's right. You just got to be able to get to the point pretty quickly. Really and what's do. in it for them? Yeah. Like you, you said. You really do. And there's nothing wrong. I, I always, I mean, obviously I pick which journalist I, I ask, but I always ask for feedback. If it is a no, I, I just yeah. say, can, can you tell me why? What was missing? Mm. Because it's good for me to make sure I don't, you know, is there something that really obvious that I just did not mention? Yeah. Because um, I like to know. And sometimes it's just not, it's just not the right fit, you know. And the great thing about PR is, and not in dating, is that if the journalist says no, there's nothing wrong with saying, do you know, is, is there, do you have a colleague who would be interested in this story? Which you <laughs> no, can't that's do in not dating. okay. It doesn't, dating. Go well in, it's doesn't like, go down well. I don't well like you, but do you have yeah, a friend? Exactly. <laughs> um, so you can, and yeah. I, I do that all the time. And, 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 you know, journalists that you have a good relationship with will say, but so-and-so in this area, well, that's something they would be interested in. Yeah. So there's always, and, and you have to think broader as mm. well. So I had a client who, um, it was a really, really niche book. And obviously you want to get review coverage, which is great, but how can you go bigger? Um, and I just did my research and from going through article after article, I found a journalist who was very, very interested in this particular very random area of interest and he had a podcast so it wasn't something he was writing about but he had a podcast on it so it was a perfect in for me because it was an area of interest and in the end it worked out like he was a journalist for the, the Australian and we got a great story up and we did a podcast and in the end it was a really good exercise it made me realize just planning and and researching is really important it's not mm. it's not reactive it's mm. more planning and I think people think sometimes that PR is very reactive but it's not and podcasts can absolutely be part of your PR strategy oh absolutely they're great because they st they're there they're yes. always there so well it's interesting because a while ago and I don't normally take uh, pictures for podcast guests right. from people I don't know. Right. Like it would have to be like you'd have to pitch it really well. And I do get a, quite a few emails right. from people who obviously represent yes. business people. But there was one, um, there was one woman a little while ago who uh, has a business in the US. Once again, not yeah. in Australia, which is fine. 
But I just found her story really interesting. That once again, the pitch was that um, that she had been a single mom with, uh, you know, staying on a friend's couch. Uh, and is now like a partner in a law firm, runs her own business as well, like has is a has been a professional athlete, right. like really diverse, That's really, right. yeah. And That's I was, right. um, yeah, I was quite, I was like, wow, Intrigued. that's super interesting. Picked your interest. Yeah. That's and I right. said, and I went and looked at all of her details and I was like, yeah, Absolutely. I would actually really love to yeah. interview her. Yeah. So I think that it is, uh, I think it is, a moment in time as well as being really relevant so yeah. you know is this topical right now and i think That's that right. right now women in business have a lot of hats yes some of them are doing you know corporate jobs with their businesses with families they might have multiple businesses there's like you know the sky's the limit it really is. and it's almost like well how do you manage all of that is always a great question that's a, that's a story within itself yeah so it's, i think it was quite timely yes um and just from a personal perspective i was like that's freaking cool yeah um and i really loved that interview as well so yeah. sarah from uh wannabe and i'll link that in the show notes as well but yeah. um yeah that's probably the only pitch from a podcast perspective it's interesting, isn't it but it's because i've got such a great network of women in business that you know, I love to sort of tell their stories and have those yeah, conversations absolutely. as well. So, but it was relevant to your audience. It was, you know? it was. So, you know, if you've got a business that's, you know, sometimes people think accounting is very dry, but actually it can add a lot of value. And if there are a lot of articles, because so many women are starting businesses and there's, a, there's always an article about yeah. women in business these yeah. days. And so if you're an accountant, it's a perfect opportunity and you should be doing that, What having that little library Journalists love the kind of five ways to, you mm. see a lot of it. Have a look at that. Start paying attention to the way that they frame their content now. It's not always an article. It's really punchy, bite-sized bits of information. Well, I think it's also because how we consume content exactly. as well. We're scanning. So also, have like you got an infographic tips. that yes. explains that that is a great way to add to your story, that complements your story? Because this is all content that they can just throw up and bang, they've done it. Not, you know, they might have 20 bits of content that they have to have every day. So if you think about it in that terms, mm. you can start understanding how you can piece together your content strategy for them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I would be saying to that accountant, you know, um, you know, five ways for a woman the first five things a woman should do to gain financial independence in their small business mm. or yeah you know so frame it for that audience so that you're making your business relevant to what's trending right now yes. yeah yeah and i was saying in my content strategy sorted workshop as well it's about you know, a lot of times we just talk about what the solution is to the problem that everybody knows. Yes. And it's taking people almost right back to the beginning of what is the pain point and issue that Absolutely. people are experiencing and talking about that and some of the solutions. And it's not always about you. Yes. It's actually about being like positioning yourself as an expert that can provide multiple solutions to somebody's pain point yes, that's and right. taking them on the journey that's towards, right. you know, whatever your product and service is. But it's not about your product and service at that point. No. It's about supporting, helping, That's giving. right. That's right. Yes, it's how I can be of value. Mm. And positioning yourself as an, as an expert is a great way. Um, I do it a lot with authors. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to pitch an author because... 
while you've got your review coverage, you also need to find ways to get actual articles up. And writing a book is not always enough. Mm. Like that's not enough for a story. But you can position them as an expert in a certain field um, and then have the byline article that so-and-so is the author of X, Y, and Z. And that's how you get in. And creating that expert status is a great way to gain credibility and trust. And so when you do generate leads, again, it's that they're warmer leads because mm. they've heard about you, they know what you're about, they've seen you now, that messaging is coming up, they've seen you talk about, write an article for this outlet and you've been on a podcast. Mm. And so that's how that earned, paid mm. and shared media strategy starts coming together and working for your whole brand it's a holistic approach yeah and i mean even when you go to some people's websites you know you've got maybe their uh banner at the top and then underneath it you've got as seen in and yes. it's you know forbes the entrepreneur whatever it is yes um you know i don't know how many times i've had to tell my clients to do that <laughs> people forget to do that yeah. but it's actually very important yeah. um and so that's the other thing working out how you can rehash articles that you've had and create new content and you're mm. really good at doing that actually mm. and creating new content from things that you've already done mm. so can you create an infographic out of it can you cut it up and make it into a video series or all sorts of things um yeah and i mean what i did what i've done with writing as well is taking a look at some of the uh blog posts or videos that have done really well for me that's right and then rehash them and then offered them to, yeah, publications, which has worked really well because Absolutely. I know that it's a topic that's done well anyway. Absolutely, so, that's yeah. right. And, and, and a lot of my author clients, one of the first things I do is go through their book and look at the chapters and go, how many articles can I get out of mm. each of these chapters? Like that's, that's a really good insight for me to look. It's a good strategy for me to say, well, I could probably get this author or we could condense this chapter mm. into an article and pitch the, that that yeah, particular sure. issue whatever it is if it's timely and mm. it has a lot of current topical yeah. then you know it's a it's a it's ready to go mm. what content that's one of the first things what content do i have available to me already that i can execute mm. straight away and then i have other things happening in the background that i'm planning or mm. it might be an event or something like that but yeah. what do we have available now that we can create lots of different pieces of content so it's not just about pitching to a journalist. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Julia, there are so many tips in there. Oh, good. For our listeners. Thank you. Um, I mean, I think the main thing is is just to get started. Absolutely. Take, I think some of the top tips that I obviously got from that was really knowing who the journalists are that you want to be building relationships with. Maybe start with three or four. Yep. Like just start simply be looking at what they're writing about, how they structure the information so that when you are pitching to them, you can structure it maybe in a similar way so yeah, that absolutely. you know, you're answering all the questions that yes. they are potentially going to ask right. you. Yeah. Having great tools, so your professional images, um, pre-thinking about stories, depending on seasonality yep. and uh, content calendars or yep. editorial calendars that they've got as well. Um, and then, yeah, how to how to do the pitch too. Yeah. But I think that that is a good place to start. I think a lot of times people feel a little bit overwhelmed with it all. 
But I think that, you know, even from you gave some of those tips at the breakfast and there's been a few different things that I've done that have been really quick and easy. Yeah, great. I'm so glad. That have yeah. worked really well. And That's I know good. that a lot of women walked away from that. And I know our listeners will walk away from this as well, just thinking, well, it's doable. Yeah. I think that's it. It's it a is. feeling that's like I can point. do that. Yeah, it's absolutely doable. And it actually, once you get going, you have a, you start to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But maybe just spending a little bit of time and making that part of your marketing strategy yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Start with Sauce Bottle and see how yes. how you go success-wise. And then you can start start contacting those journalists and just asking for the editorial calendar mm. start there yeah awesome well for those people we're going to have all your links in the show notes great but for those people who are walking the dog or driving in the car right now where's the best place to find you definitely my instagram <laughs> at this point as we discussed yeah. so that's at saint copy pr s-a-i-n-t copy pr um yeah fantastic well thank you so much for today thank you well i hope you enjoyed that episode there were so many good tips uh from julia that if you are walking the dog or you are in the car, then definitely take some time to go sit down and write yourself a little checklist on some of the things that you can be doing to try and incorporate PR into your business. I've just been doing it a little bit more this year. I am going to continue to do it next year. I've also given myself a couple of goals. Like I would love to have something published on Forbes, uh, on The Entrepreneur. Uh, I definitely want to get onto more podcasts as well because it's just such a great way to access other people's audiences and community. So think about how it can benefit you and what's some of the goals that you might want to put around PR as one of your marketing uh, areas to focus on what good look would look like for you. So I hope you enjoyed that. Well, thanks so much for listening and being here. I really do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd love you to share it with your friends or colleagues or community. And of course, go leave a five-star review in iTunes so that other people can find us as well. And I would so appreciate it. But you can follow me on all social platforms at Suze Chadwick. But I do hang out on Insta Stories the most right now. But until next time, have an awesome week. And make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.